Hello, hello, my lovelies. As promised from last week's episode, today we are going to be talking about how to make some of this veggie eating process a bit easier. I have specifically gotten a lot of questions about the lovely, amazing squashes of the world. So today we're just going to kind of dive into some tips and tricks in order for you to item prep things like veggies and even protein. My goal is to help you make veggies and protein something that is easier and maybe yummier. So if you like to eat, (laughs) go grab yourself a nice warm yummy cup of coffee or whatever the heck is going to make you smile and let's dive in. Hey there and welcome to Caffeinated Yogi Talks. I am your host, Danielle Talley. In this lovely corner of the internet, we will talk about all things movement from strength training to mobility and yoga. We'll dabble into mindset a little bit. We will most definitely talk about nutrition and, of course, this crazy thing called life. So if any of those topics just made you smile, throw on your headphones, grab yourself a nice, warm, yummy cup of coffee or tea, if that's your fancy, and let's get chatting. Okay, I mentioned this one not too long ago, but NoCal. NoCal is a sponsor of the show. If you're looking to get more protein in, definitely an easy and yummy way is with a NoCal protein bar. They have moved away from discount codes. So if you use my discount code, if it does work, I'm not going to get any sort of credit for it. Not that that should matter to you, um, but it does matter to me some. (laughs) Uh, If you are looking to purchase NoCal, always just peep the show notes. Feel free to send me a DM. I'm happy to give you the link. It helps you to save. It helps you to support the show. And they are 100% a company that I recommend for you to take with you through this crazy time of the holidays that are quickly approaching. Uh, I always have no cows in my luggage, in my purse, whenever I'm out on the road or hitting a flight. Uh, It is a quick, easy way for me to get in something like protein, fiber, without crushing a bunch of sodium, added shit, uh, and it tastes good, which is always a win. We're going to take those two ideas, um, some more protein, something that's easier, something that's yummier, into uh, this item prep episode. So the first thing that I want you to think of is what is one task you do daily, maybe even every other day that takes up time? And this task does not have to be your ordinary checklist kind of task. Do you watch a TV show every single night? Do you have a certain morning routine? Is your schedule like mine to where from, I don't know, around that 2 to 3.30 time frame, it's probably a guarantee that I'm on some form of a break. Um, I work in the morning and I work normally later. So we all probably have those times in the day whenever something is a little different. And during those times are when you can use it to make something like the next day's lunch or the next day's dinner a bit easier. So for me, I'll sometimes do this whenever I go for a walk. If I'm doing my mile a day, uh, I eat lunch, I go for my mile, I might then cook our squash for that night then. 
one of the main issues I, I hear whenever people have with like this cooking or nutrition idea is time. And basically what I'm trying to say whenever I have you pinpoint this task is I want you to think outside of the box when it comes to giving your prep time some love. Something that I coach regularly with my clients is to think outside of the box whenever it comes to eating your veggies or eating your protein. For example, if you have never had a honey nut squash scooped onto a cracker or a pretzel thin or a chip, I promise you are missing out. Like treating something like the honey nut squash as the base for your nachos. It is so, so, so phenomenal. But I can guarantee that you hearing honey nut squash nachos is something that's like, huh? If I told you chicken nachos, you would you would just keep reading, right? You'd be like, yeah, I don't really want those right now. But you hear honey nut squash nachos and you hit the pause button. So it's the same idea to say, let's say it's 8 o'clock at night and you're talking to your significant other. All right, honey, what do you want for dinner tomorrow? Do you want peppers and mushrooms or do you want acorn squash? And you might be like, wait, dinner tomorrow? Like what? How? Why? Why are we talking about this? Are you still hungry? Like all of those questions are going to come up. And I challenge you right now to think outside of the box, not only whenever it comes to how you are eating, but how you are prepping your food. And I guess I went a little out of order. Sorry for the obnoxious train. Um, I guess I went a little out of order on this one. But uh, my second tip is learn how to bake items when you are doing other tasks. So for example, let's say that you have an acorn squash. You're going to put it in the oven set to 400 degrees for 40 minutes. If you say, okay, I want to try to eat dinner around 7 o'clock and you start cooking at 5.30, from everything that you're doing with your prep to letting it cool to putting it on the plate to sitting around the table to actually eating the food, we are talking about two, uh, I don't know, let's say an hour and a half where that would be all for everything dinner. That's a long fucking time. 90 minutes for dinner every day? Like, Jesus, that takes you a long time. So let's find that task that you do on the regular every day, every other day, and let it be that you start doing an item prep during that task. So for me, whenever it comes to making the squash, I will cut it, I'll put it in the oven, I set a timer, I normally grab the dog, I go outside, I go for a walk, I'm back within 20 to 25 minutes and I still have about 20 minutes left of the squash cooking to go. That will make it so that you are not having to do all of this time all at once. I also think that this can be a more useful tool of doing something like an item prep as opposed to a meal prep. So for my item prepping, I normally do one item and a bigger quantity of it. I do live in a household where it's just me and my husband. So I will make sure that I cook enough squash for, let's say, two to three meals. Same thing with a meat or something like that. So that I have that item and I can use it for the next day. And this is where I would, again, say think outside of the box. If I have for dinner let's say squash with chicken and some roasted red peppers. The next day, I might put my squash in my eggs or I mix it into my salad or I have it as a snack on crackers. I'm using that same item, but I'm completely changing up what are the things that go with it. I 
personally like that more than meal prepping. It makes it to where I don't get tired of the item. It makes it so that it's not like I'm making this one thing last me for seven days. I use it within like a 24, 48 hour, maybe 72 hour window kind of a feel. The next thing I want to talk about is the physical process of baking something like said squash. My husband was talking to one of his coworkers recently, and he was just saying that I buy so much squash all the time. We always get different kinds, so it changes up, you know, uh, our taste buds, but we, we love this time of year. We crush squash on the regular. And she said, yeah, I really like it, but I don't know how to eat it. And he was like, what do you mean? It's one of the easiest things ever, which I really do agree. Um, I do think that there are so many vegetables out there that can really benefit from baking. I'm specifically going to talk about squash, though, for a moment. Maybe I should just title this episode All the Fucking Squashes. Um, But whenever it comes to goodness, uh, we've had acorn recently, honey nut, spaghetti squash, coconut is maybe how it's pronounced. Those are the four that I've had recently that I would cook this exact same way. I set the oven to 400. I cut the squash in half. I then scrape out all the little seeds and everything. I put in a little bit of oil. Spray can also work here too. And then I put seasonings in. Um, If you have not gone to something like Trader Joe's to stock up on seasoning, Uh, you're missing out. (laughs) My go-to recently has been the everything but the leftovers mixed with cinnamon. Um, Probably for all but the spaghetti squash. I'll normally go a bit more of like an Italian kind of feel with that. Uh, But I will will pack on some of those. Just sprinkle, sprinkle, sprinkle away. You then want to make sure that you put the squash into the oven where it is, the inside is facing down. So the shell of the squash, that's what's upward. And the part that you just scooped out, that's what's facing down. Um, It can be helpful to take it out at, let's say, you have five minutes left or something like that. Kind of see, you know, how it's doing. And um, you should be able to kind of fork it pretty easily, scoop some stuff out. But be careful with the oil that you use. Um, not even the kind of oil, but just how much oil. And I'm not even saying this from the fat perspective or any other nutritional point. I'm just saying that you do not want a lot of oil to where it's then messing up like the shell of your squash. You want the shell to still be something that's decently sturdy so that you can easily scoop or cut out whatever is inside the squash. A very, very, very tiny little bit. Like if you use the cap of your um, uh, oil container, if you were to fill the cap up, that would definitely be too much. I use a lot less than that. And then guess what? If you don't know what to do, Google it. There are so many recipes out there, guys. And if anything, I normally don't follow the full recipe. If I'm looking at something like the first time that I baked Brussels sprouts, I didn't care about who put Parmesan and who added uh, almonds and who put dates. Like I I knew what food I wanted on there. I was like, I'm doing my Brussels sprouts with some uh, pickled beets. Both of those are going into the oven. I want the Brussels sprouts to pick up the sauce from the pickled beets. How long do I bake Brussels sprouts? That was the only information I needed to know. And uh, you can read a recipe by all means, but don't feel like you have to be like, oh my gosh, it says I need this. It says I need that. Especially with something like squash, it has so much flavor. Using the tiniest bit of oil, one little salt and pepper, you'd be so happy. 
You can bake a lot of other items as well. Something like cauliflower, broccoli, eggplant, carrots, beets, the list goes on and on. All of those can be things that you bake a big old pan of while you're doing the laundry. When it's 8 o'clock at night and you are watching your favorite TV show, when you're reading a book, you can get all of those things done during that time. Especially as we enter into the holidays, I do think this is where item prepping comes even more in handy. Let's say that you, from Thanksgiving, you were given a bunch of just turkey or a bunch of just mashed potatoes. And you then have this one item that you need to mix with other things. Uh, If you continue to make singular items, I do truly think it's just, it's easier to start mixing different things together. Mix it so you are not as annoyed with what is at hand. But the only way that you're going to do that with success is if you continue to think outside of the box. Put your squash in with the eggs. Make some fun kind of uh, dip or a nacho. Resist the urge to have only one veggie with your meals. So if you made a bunch of honey nut squash, let's say you made that yesterday, and today you're having something like chicken with peppers, mix the honey nut squash in with it. You don't need that much. Maybe you do something that's like 50 grams. That's less than a serving. But guess what? You're then getting in more flavor. You are then getting in more vegetables, which I'm going to assume you're probably not consuming enough of. Um, And you're not feeling like you're wasting food. Lots of wins are happening here. Um, So item prepping can be very helpful. Take time to look at your tasks at hand and find that task where you're like, you know what? I can get something in the oven while I'm doing this thing. And last but not least, don't let something like a recipe be necessarily discouraging, right? What I mean is I'm not trying to say that recipes are bad. And if it brings you joy, then by all means, please do it. But if you realize that the reason you are not cooking something at home is because you're following this very long and detail-oriented recipe, then I challenge you to switch gears. Go to a bit more of item prepping, find a task when you can item prep, and give that process a go. We want it to be that you are fueling your body with things that you like in a less stressful way. And I am here, I am a fan of whatever process that is. If following a recipe is something you have time to do, then you keep doing it, and I am proud of you. If you're like me and that can be a bit of a struggle to find that time, then I recommend that you try to item prep and take your item prepping into different tasks throughout the day. I hope this episode made sense. Maybe it made you hungry. It made me a little hungry. If you have any questions about squash or anything else in the nutrition realm, please send me a DM. I am happy to help. You can see both the links in the show notes um, at the Caffeinated Yogi Company or at Caffeinated Yogi Talks. You can find me both on Instagram. Thank you again for tuning in and until next Tuesday. Namaste and sleepy thing. Thank you.